0: Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about some Disney news and rumors, and we're going to preview the 50th anniversary celebrations, but we're also going to take a trip back to 1971. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 319. I am your host today, and I am joined by just John. All right, now who will make it six? Who will make it six? that uh-huh. That's got to be a reference.
1: Do I hear six? Who will make it six? It's actually a, a now extinct line from an attraction. Six it be, six balls of rum.
0: Oh, from pirates mm. yes. the, the, I'm not scrounging for
1: rum. <laughs> It'd be gold I'm after,
0: right. I only know uh about the the hens and quit your clucking, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, I should have said that a hen for a tin, right, a hen for a tin oh, Quitcher
0: clucking it's I the s- rum s- they want, yeah.
1: We want the rum. Oh, Here, wait.
0: We wants the red rum. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the red rum? Yeah. <laughs> is, is there a red rum? Uh, Maybe. Who did I the st- voice of that pirate back then? That was somebody known, oh, it was, wasn't it? It was Paul Frees. Paul Frees. that's right. I yeah, knew it was, it was a so, famous was voice. Freese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Freese, how, another how can Disney you not legend.
1: Exactly. How could you not I mean Paul freezes his his footprint is actually getting smaller and smaller in the Disney parks because they keep yeah. <laughs> removing yeah. his uh dialogue. Of course the one all the dialogue he did in Pirates was um didn't uh, stand the test of time, truthfully. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, the there's was a lot the f- of dialogue from pirates that didn't stand the test of yeah. time, but the original um,
1: but. Matter of fact, the first one of his that got removed happened a really long time ago when they changed that scene, uh he was the Pooped pirate, I guess is what it was.
0: Yeah, that was definitely inappropriate.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that was the voice he was, and they changed him to the glutton pirate. Right. (laughs) They keep keep changing the sins that they commit, apparently. Uh, Uh. (laughs) So now he's just guilty of looking for Jack Sparrow, so I guess he's not too bad right now.
0: Yes, he's just looking on a map, and he's telling everybody (laughs) who's going by that he's looking for a treasure. So yeah. He, anyway. he, went from, he went from lust to gluttony to, uh, what would you say he's doing now? Pride? I don't know. Maybe pride. Yeah. He's too prideful. <laughs> Just telling everybody what he's doing. Anyway. anyway, So Jason is not joining this week. He's buried with work. He's a little tied up at the moment. Yeah. That makes it sound like we did something to him.
1: Well, no. <laughs> it's a, I, I know we were making a bunch of Weird owl references earlier, but no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just made a James Bond reference with the, he's buried with work. I ah, yes. Remember that one?
1: We're going to start doing the Austin Powers thing and start just naming them off until all of a sudden,
0: okay, that's enough. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully he'll be back the next episode. But in the meantime, uh, you and I saw the movie Luca last weekend so should we do a little review quickly of it and do you know how
1: many times i've seen that movie since the first time i watched it
0: (laughs) another time like six times (laughs) oh really (laughs) well you know the movie way better than i do because i sort of watched it with my kids and they were they were engaged in parts of it and then parts of it they were like make me some popcorn you know give me something so i didn't catch every minute of the movie but i i did watch most of it
1: gotta like I say I never catch every minute of any movie that I've seen recently, <laughs> but you, I,
0: I, I get enough. Right. Yeah, when you have kids, there's these moments where you're forced to, uh, I guess I could pause it. I mean, it's like, oh, we're from that generation where you couldn't pause things. I still catch myself going, you know, I can pause this, right? Like, I don't know why I, <laughs> you know, forget that, right. but, but anyway.
1: And it's just like me. I was like, I bought a lot of stuff on uh you know, streaming, I guess, because yeah. I was just like, I don't really want to get up and put the DVD in. <laughs> That's true. Or the Blu-ray. Right. I'm like, it's just so much easier just to put it on streaming.
0: Yep. My Blu-ray player is not even hooked up right now, which really? hasn't been for months <laughs> since I just I uh-huh. I don't I just stream everything.
1: I still have one in there, but I can't think of a reason why I need to use it most of the time. So Yeah,
0: not really. Anyway, so what did you think of the movie? You liked it in your sixth viewing?
1: <laughs> I did. I thought it was really good.
0: After my sixth
1: showing? Yeah. I still laugh at a lot of the same parts. I didn't get all that emotional about it at the end of it. There were some parts close to the end that I got a little bit emotional about the first time for whatever reason. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I thought it was good... It had some touching
1: moments. It was a very moving moment.
0: Yeah. It's a good friendship story, I thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I really like that it's centered around two, you know, like boy characters.
1: It feels like it's been a while. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I should say that. As a father of yeah. two boys, it's 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 good to have a boy movie every now and then, uh, and, well, I, and I mean, not that it's four boys. I'm just saying it's it's central character. Right. I should say. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think you know the main theme around it is about uh, you know the outcasts. I guess right. I guess you could say that the the people who are viewed as different, right, and being more of accepting course, yeah. of that, right. Even if it comes down to you know Julia not exactly being the popular kid in school, or the fact that they were fish people, right, right, and uh, or her dad, you know, just the fact that he was missing an arm, you know, and he, they, right. you know, they they referenced that part about like he made a joke about it. The sea monster got it, and he was like, "No, I came into the world this way." Right. So.
0: Yeah, it was interesting the distinction yeah. that they made. Yeah. So all around very good. I, I enjoyed the comedy of it. I enjoyed the, the emotional side of it as you said too and the voice acting was very good. I recognized Jim Gaffigan's voice right away. Oh yeah. As the dad and then Maya Rudolph as the mom was very good too. Those were the two and, recognizable uh, voices.
1: I guess you could almost call it a cameo because of how short it was of Sacha Baron Cohen as the brother oh. from the dep, from the deep. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny. I didn't even recognize that's who it was. Hmm. Yeah,
1: well, he always, you know, he he, may, he does voices, basically, on every character he does, so it's hard to tell what his real voice is, right? So,
0: I've heard there's all kinds of hidden stuff in the movie, too. Like, I did catch the hidden Donald Duck toy in one scene, but the apparently the, the Pizza Planet truck is in there at some point. I didn't know that. Hmm. There's a couple other. I think the Luxo Ball is uh, in there somewhere. Uh, isn't John Ratzenberger A character He's He
1: is But I don't know It's not listed Then last I saw So yeah, I don't know I was trying to figure out Where he was I He's didn't, always in I there didn't, It might be in the credits Then I didn't look at it there But he's got to be in there I know it says he's in there But I didn't say as what I'm sure it's a small role That's what, the way most of the <laughs> Usually, movies Have gone yeah. right. Lately As long as Ratzenberger Is still alive He's going to have a Part in a Pixar movie right. <laughs> I feel like that's the way It's going to go Yeah
0: Long as he's still alive, How no great voice. Or something. Small.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just tradition at this point. It's almost like Pixar's version of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, yeah. they usually make a lot of uh, Star Wars references or Lucasfilm references. Uh, they did in the Toy Story movies, anyway.
0: Yeah. So I'll say the movie too. The visuals are incredible in this. And another cool thing that I kind of am getting into this movie is because the McDonald's toys are from this movie, and my kids, like, I got them McDonald's uh, right after they watched this movie, Uh, and of course they had the, the toys, they ended up getting the Luca toy, and he changed his color or whatever. And then it just reminded me of all the days back in like the 90s when Lion King or whatever movie it was came out. And I would always, be, I would call the McDonald's to see like what toy they had. Like, do you have this one? You know, because I try and get them all remember. So it kind of brought back some of that. You would call I guess. the McDonald's? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Just, or mm. I'm trying to think, maybe it was Burger King when it was Lion King.
1: Maybe in Burger King No I don't think so Because okay. McDonald's had it In the mid to late 90's They had their That's when they had Their deal with Disney
0: Okay there was like A time frame Where it swapped And then switched back To McDonald's I don't know I feel like Burger King Had some
1: Yeah I, I can't remember Exactly how long Their deal with McDonald's Lasted But it was It was extensive enough That they had the glasses You remember yes. For the 25th anniversary
0: Because yes. those were Our like regular Like glasses that we yeah,
1: use. yeah, we, yeah, we, we still have, <laughs> I still have them somewhere. Yeah, it was also that time that they had deals on, like in Disney property, like they actually had McDonald's food, for instance, at right, Restaurantosaurus, yeah. yeah, or in the fries, the, they had McDonald's fries at Fairfax Fries, and you know, I think even at
0: at uh, yeah, Frontierland, didn't they?
1: Yeah. the yeah, the Frontierland fry cart was McDonald's French fries. I mean, they had yeah. they had working deals with food area in in that area as well. Yeah, I remember the first time going to Restaurantosaurus, I actually got like a quarter pounder with cheese. I mean, that's what they had there. I mean, it was oh, <laughs> a true oh, McDonald's right. quarter pounder. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. back to Luca for just a second. Yeah. Did you? I was going to ask you. Did you um, at the very beginning get a feel like I was like. This this seems like this is like a mermaid, Little Mermaid ripoff to start with. That's exactly the, yeah, it the feeling feel, I got at the very right. beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, it did feel a lot like that. Yeah, it was like, I was like, hmm. are they
1: just retelling the Little Mermaid story? Is what I felt when it's like the first few minutes. But then it got you know a little different and got much better as it as t- as it went on. So,
0: yeah, agreed. Yeah, I I love the the dynamic between the two friends. I guess you'd say. I don't want to spoil too much if you. Haven't seen it, so, but it's really good. Yeah, it's a good like friendship movie. I think that's what I'll, I'll categorize it. So, all right, on to some news. The biggest one that came out today, as we we're recording this, was the uh, contemporary revealed the look at the incredible rooms. Do you find them incredible looking?
1: When I see it, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I like the design. I like the Edna Mode pillow that I could see in the <laughs> picture.
0: Yeah, there is a frozen pillow on the other one, on the other. Oh, bed. is there? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't Frozone. notice that on that one.
1: So maybe they they change it up to, uh, with the rooms. But I mean, the the design overall is not really a surprise. It's kind of the same thing they've been doing everywhere as far as the storage sort of, under the bed and
0: like a retro future look.
1: Certain things have been consistent as far as what they're doing, but there is also you know it has its own touch to make it you know to fit the resort itself. I guess is the best way to put it.
0: Yeah. But yeah. My favorite part is the bathroom, if you see, has like a monorail mirror. But it's got like this frost looking monorail imprint on the mirror. Does that make sense? I don't know. I just think that looks really cool. That's my favorite part by far. The incredible stuff is I mean, it's a good franchise, but it's not it's not my favorite, so you know, I'm not like this is my favorite movie. To I have to go stay here. I would, it's just I like the contemporary, so I would stay here because of that versus the incredible theming. But
1: yeah, I mean, if I were going to stay at the contemporary
0: and gonna stay at a
1: that view that has that, I would definitely want one of those rooms. Yeah. So
0: now I'm wondering: Are they just gonna make all of them incredible rooms, or or what?
1: I would hope not. Truthfully because I don't like the idea of all of them being that way, just like at Polly, I don't know. I mean, are all of the old rooms going to be Moana rooms now?
0: Sure seems like it, but we'll yeah. maybe we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. If you look at the um, interior of the Contemporary with the weird, like, fabric that they have on the inside, you know, covering where they're remodeling the rooms, it's like every floor, so seems like they are doing all the rooms that way but
1: speaking of which to go along with this not saying that this is related but disney did confirm they're reimagining the wave when we talked about it being rumor but as what is still kind of up in the air
0: though the incredible wave the incredible it could be yeah yeah it's going to be interesting how long it's going to be down for hopefully it won't be too long because a lot of people rely on getting that reservation (laughs) Yeah. For parking.
1: Well, it's going to be closing in mid-July. We know that for a fact now.
0: Let's move on to a short story that is interesting. Short story? This shouldn't take but a second or two to talk about. (laughs) Fast Pass Plus Kiosks uncovered, and some were turned on in Tomorrowland recently. I've noticed... This seems to be happening more and more often. The, the kiosks are being uncovered, or at least looks like they're prepping them for something potentially.
1: No, that does not say FastPass machine on it. Right. <laughs> Cover that. Well, one up of them, song, <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
0: exactly. One of them <laughs> does say Disney FastPass Plus, but it looks so outdated when you look at how that logo doesn't yeah. look like what they use now. But <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's it has it's like the old
0: the olden days. Right, it looks so ancient when you see that the picture of the Fast Pass kid.
1: You know, because so much time has passed—like a year.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, a year and yeah. three months. Three probably. months, yeah. But still, fifteen months is a long time to go yeah. without something.
1: It's either giving people something to talk about, yeah. which you know Disney's known to do that lately, it seems like, or it's really going to be in use for something soon, hopefully. Maybe FastPass Plus will come back as we know it. I I find it hard to believe it's going to come back exactly as we know it. I really do.
0: Hey, we talked about this in the last episode. We really do think it'll probably be some sort of paid service, but we hope that it comes back as it was. We hope that it goes back to what it was. Yeah. But this is a little sign that maybe something's coming soon, hopefully. I mean... It's a glimmer of hope. Yeah. I mean, everything else has pretty much been returned back to normal or back to what was normal except for maybe the crowd size but and the reservation system but so speaking of well this isn't speaking of it did you hear about this these idiots that jumped off the boat during living with the land to steal cucumbers apparently from the greenhouse area nothing happened to them at least that's as of right now i haven't heard a follow-up on this story what
1: do you, yeah uh, no when everybody sees this they're automatically like banned for life you know and yeah. stuff like that as the comments but we have not been given any specifics like you say on it but yeah uh, I think the interesting part there is maybe they're trying to downplay let me like maybe they're what they're trying to do is prevent stuff in the future by trying to downplay it as much as possible and then give them as little attention as possible maybe yeah
0: yeah the story didn't really go very far from what I saw. The the day it happened, I heard a lot about it. But since then, I haven't heard anything.
1: Did the person even get the cucumber? Or I didn't couldn't tell. Like I it?
0: did see the video. They jumped out, and they had a hard time getting back on the boat, from what I could tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like they were trying to jump off, grab one, and go back. And it's almost like they didn't get the cucumber, and so that's when they yeah. fell down. Right. And then so- somebody this not even with them, it looked like, got out and helped them get up for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. Because you notice they took her into the f-
1: seats, a couple of yeah. seats in the front of where they were.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. They weren't even sitting back where they were, yeah.
1: I'd be like, I don't know exactly what motivated them to help, but because yeah. the people Maybe in the they middle, they were just looking like... Like, what is there. happening,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have very quickly reported them. <laughs> and
1: I'm surprised they didn't get seen, you know what I mean? Or right. I mean, is there is there
0: not cameras on living with the land? No, there is, because they definitely frequently... Well, actually, that's a good question. I feel like I hear that every time I'm on the land. At some point, they just make an announcement to stay inside the boat. Yeah. But I'm sure there's Obviously, she didn't hear. Yeah, right. She, (laughs) They knew you weren't supposed to do that. That's just stupidity. But anyway, that happened. I started to say,
1: well, you know, Hoot and Chief knew it as well, but (laughs) yeah, there they were.
0: But they knew how to avoid detection. Oh, they never okay, so it's
1: it's all about how knowing how to avoid yeah. detection. <laughs> if, well, if you can do that, that's okay. If you're
0: posting it to TikTok <laughs> or whatever it was, Instagram or TikTok, you're not avoiding detection. You have to wait like ten years or fifteen years after the attraction is closed before you reveal what you knew. <laughs> that's the Hoot Chief way.
1: That's the Hoot Chief way, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you don't reveal um,
0: while while you could still get caught or banned.
1: Yeah. Actually, you know, now that given that what is, Horizons fade into that being, I'm kind of glad
0: they did some of what they did. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a really kind of cool tribute to the ride in a way.
1: Yeah, the perspectives you get to see and then just the yeah. stuff that they took that didn't ruin the ride. Yeah. Like unnoticeable stuff over the course of time.
0: A, they did it out of love, even though they didn't really do the right thing. Necessarily. A passion for the ride. Right. Well, so I they, heard that
1: Hoot, anyway is that right i'm trying to think yeah, yeah it, he's the one that's still alive right yeah yeah he is far as i know not banned from the parks um
0: although i haven't heard anything out of him lately so who knows all right speaking of this this uh story i didn't believe it at all until i saw like this couldn't couldn't happen right rise of the resistance the other day at disneyland not at walt disney world Got to a record number 330 boarding group in one day. 330 boarding groups.
1: You can't prove that.
0: (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. 330 groups in one day? So they must have been working on this ride the entire time Disneyland was closed to get it to these kind of operating numbers.
1: Oh, it's it's like a it's like I've told you they figured out that the biggest problem with rise is turret number two, so they just <laughs> yeah. leave it down well and then it, everything else runs fine you know yeah. as long as turret number two is is not fully functional, they'll be okay.
0: <laughs> well, they've had turret two down at Hollywood Studios forever, and it still sucks but but uh, <laughs> well, they've also had a long time at Disneyland to maybe fix some other little issues maybe or improve them. I thought it was interesting the averages of boarding groups so disneyland was still averaging much better than than hollywood studios since opening 180 boarding groups on average per day at disneyland since it opened is still the average but uh, in the last week it is 252 boarding groups a day so that's a huge increase in efficiency
1: well, how consistent does it have to get before they decide to no longer do boarding groups? Or that's is that a, ever going to happen? Well,
0: if they can average 330 groups a day, I imagine that's pretty close to being able to just have a standby line. But mm-hmm. So, by contrast, Hollywood Studios averages 130 boarding groups a day since it opened, but in the past week, they've averaged 158 boarding groups a day. So, still nowhere near what Disneyland has been averaging, but it is on the uptick as well. Maybe it will all go to crap again next week, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: let's hope not. Who knows? I wanted to get impressive enough to do away with the stupid boarding groups.
0: Well, if Disneyland keeps doing what they're doing, I think they're getting close. (laughs) But Hollywood Studios still has a long way to go, I think. But speaking of Hollywood and... (gasps) Movies,
1: stuff that they don't do in
0: Hollywood studios anymore. Yeah, Indiana Indiana Jones Jones. or the (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was just a little story that came out this week. Harrison Ford apparently was injured during a rehearsal on set of Indiana Jones Five. They only started like what three weeks ago filming this or two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Injured his shoulder, I believe is what they said. But they are shooting around the injury, so.
1: That's I'm sure they, they are said. shooting around the injury. They're probably <laughs> shooting uh, what cortisone. Wait, cortisone, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> In his uh, shoulder. But they're moving on with uh, filming, but maybe they're just delaying whatever scene they were rehearsing uh, for a, a later date. But they haven't shut down production, so it wasn't that serious of an injury, I guess. What do you think? Do you think Harrison will make it through this <laughs> this fifth and final indie movie?
1: He'll He'll make it through. Final? What makes you so sure it's the final? Yeah, it's got to be, final. right? Just the final Harrison Ford.
0: Oh, this is the final Harrison Ford before they reboot it? Well, they'll have to take the whip out of his cold, dead fingers, I think. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, because Harrison's like, I'm Indiana Jones. Nobody else is Indiana Jones, so...
1: Okay, well, you know, I, he he apparently loves this character way more than he does Han Solo, because... Yeah. Uh, he would, he would probably have gladly relinquished that character long ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely loves, uh, I think Indy's probably his favorite character he's ever done.
1: And you know, to think, he was pushing 40 whenever he did the first Indiana Jones film. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. He was like 38 years old, I think. Yeah, yeah I like think that. so. Yeah. 37, 38. I was so. like, he
1: was, he was in the same age range as me right now when he first started playing Indiana Jones. Wow.
0: So. Yeah. So that tells you a lot, yeah. What was now, that supposed to be? <laughs>
1: no, I'm wow.
0: No, but Things. I mean, you know, he wasn't like a young Indiana Jones, pardon the pun.
1: Yeah, I mean, like not real young, no. I mean, he was, gosh, what was he? He was 35 or whatever when he played Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo, right? So yeah, true doubt.
0: All right. But Indiana Jones takes place in the jungle sometimes, and the Jungle Cruise...
1: Oh, is <laughs> uh, look at all this. Look at all this flow.
0: Yeah, perfect transition. New props are popping up every day, it seems, or every week at the Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom. So be, until uh, it officially reopens at Disneyland, we at least get to see what things are coming to the Jungle Cruise. So we've already seen there's a boats and boats Bates shop that has popped up. What, what scene would you call that? The, the scene with the skulls and the boats, I guess. The abandoned native scene? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess they were hiding for you in the next scene, right? Yeah, when the, I, the, when I the think it out.
0: was. Yeah, It's hard to remember the sequence at the moment. Um, but now it's a, there's a little pop-up shop there and it looks like they're still adding some stuff. And the sunken boat is now Uh, In the hippo scene.
1: It's now in the hippo scene? Is that the sunken boat that they're going to put the monkeys on? It
0: doesn't look like the concept art to me. It's just like half of a boat. So I don't know. Like the little smokestack and then part of an awning. And that's about it. It's sticking out of the water. So, Okay. You know, the concept art had like the boat out of the water and then monkeys in it and on top of it and everywhere so
1: so this one is a boat that got attacked by the hippo
0: i guess yeah sunk by the hippos yeah yeah that's what it looks like so maybe there'll be another boat at some point oh or they've already scaled back <laughs> to these updates it's possible it's very possible
1: like how much how much is it going to cost to put monkey animatronics on this yeah oh, well let's just leave them off <laughs>
0: yeah probably <laughs> knowing what they tend to do they scale back everything yeah dream big and then do what you can Right.
1: That's Disney's motto:
0: "Dream big, princess, but be
1: realistic." <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 almost like the what is it the it's the Walt idea and then the
0: Roy reality, <laughs> <laughs> probably Roy. Yeah, yeah. Although Roy seemed to just sort of go with whatever Walt wanted and just, just tried to make it happen.
1: Well, I, he, what it is is Walt would have this idea and Roy would try to fit it
0: into reality. That was the thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's really how it went. <laughs> right.
0: So, yeah, even in his uh, press conference in Florida in 1965, he was like, Well, my brother says we can do it, so we're going to do it. Yeah. He made Thank that you. comment. Anyway, speaking mm-hmm. of Walt Disney World in 1965, and it opened in 1971 to celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, the Destination D23 event is going to be held at the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World, November 19th through the 21st.
1: A la Richard Nixon style. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you're not a crook, then you can join (laughs) the (laughs) D23.
1: Oh, I don't know. You have to not be a crook.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess you could be a crook and still show up, I guess. (laughs) Depends. So what is special about said event? They might have some announcements that come out of this event that might be interesting they'll probably have some exhibits of some old things they'll they may have like i'm trying to think maybe like bob gerr or somebody or some imagineers from the old days might have a panel that would be pretty cool so kind of want to go but
1: maybe i should consider uh, scheduling a trip around that time it's right after my birthday yeah
0: it's over a weekend too, so Yeah.
1: And you have to well, you have to register in advance, I guess.
0: Yeah. Tickets go on sale July. Ooh. Didn't say what date to, yet. For gold <laughs> members. Yes. So gold members, uh, for those who might be interested, are the hundred dollar a year uh D twenty three membership where you get the card. But you can get a two person membership for I think a hundred and thirty dollars a year. Not bad.
1: I think they're trying to encourage more gold members. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I, I wonder if their gold member memberships are going like, to have a spike this month, <laughs> this coming up.
0: Yeah. In July. Could be. Maybe that's what they need. It hey, grows the so economy. They're, trying to, <laughs> they're
1: yeah. trying to boost the gold member membership. Yeah. I'm not even a gold member on the Disney Cruise Line yet. I say not even. That that requires five sailings. That's actually pretty good for the average person.
0: Well, a quick rumor before we get into the rest of the 50th anniversary stuff. Rumor is that the lengthy refurbishment for Spaceship Earth is still going to happen, and it will be soon. A lot of people are speculating that it may close sometime before October 1, actually, which seems kind of weird to me that they would do that.
1: I would be surprised. I guess I wouldn't be surprised whatever they do with it, truthfully. But I don't really see why they feel the need to do that. Like, there's other priorities. Why not just shift your money and your attention to those priorities first? This can wait. I mean, it's not like people hate the current ride. And it's not like, it you know, is yeah. the current ride is a bomb or anything. It, it doesn't need immediate attention. Like, this can go on hold for a long time and they I would if I were Disney I probably would put that one on hold as long as I possibly could just because of how in the yeah. order of importance it's at the bottom of the list really
0: well here's here's some of the speculation and and this is again not confirmed but they think the reason they're they're repurposing this is that Spaceship were is in pretty desperate need of some uh, structural updates or some Uh, The ride system also needs a lot of work. So I think part Mm -hmm. of the update they it says would focus on rebuilding the track and the ride system itself.
1: Let's just back up for just a moment here. If it was really in that bad of need of it, why didn't they do it when the whole park (laughs) was closed?
0: Yeah. The reason here given is that because they had to lay off too many uh, maintenance staff or whatever. Too many people right. had to lay off.
1: Yet they managed to make Disneyland look amazing during the time period. <laughs> well, this is a different down. animal,
0: so Disney World had to lay off too many.
1: Uh, people. I'm not buying it. I don't think. I, I don't think that has anything to do with that. I, I don't deny that it might need some little things, but obviously, if it was something really that major, then they would just shut it down. They wouldn't be operating it, right? Yeah,
0: I mean. but I imagine it's still operational, but it's just in desperate need of some some tweaks and updates
1: that things operational.
0: <laughs> I wrote it a few weeks ago and you yeah, know I mean the track is very loud and noisy and the ride system makes a lot of clanks and clanks but
1: there was that time in which it was, you know, raining under spaceship earth and not anywhere else that one time. Yeah. So I don't know what that was all about. Right.
0: <laughs> so there's there's definitely some some issues that need to be addressed. I think that's probably why it needs a good refurb
1: I wonder what the average, like, life span was given to it when they built it. That's a good question. I don't know. I've wondered that about a lot of stuff that, you know, were built a long time ago, though. That's
0: still around. Yeah, I wondered that when I was riding Space Mountain a few weeks ago, too, and it's just so, (laughs) like, like, it's very dark in here, and this roller coaster is, like, 40-something years old, (laughs) 45 years old. Right, right. And you can feel it. I mean, there's...
1: There are some coasters out there that have been around for a long time that still are kicking. Yeah. No, I'm not so.
0: saying it's, it's going to fall apart necessarily, but it does feel its age. Yeah. I would love to see Space Mountain get a new track. <laughs> That's just me. Well, first things first. Yeah. Got to get Tron open first.
1: Yeah. That way they can get Tron open and then they can take Space down. Right? Yeah. That would be great. They
0: have that ability. All right. Well, let's talk about the fiftieth anniversary, shall we? Uh, the f-
1: The fiftieth anniversary of
0: what? Of, <laughs> of Walt Disney World or oh, Magic okay. Kingdom, really?
1: Well, it is the opening of the resort, even though it was smaller yeah. during that time period, but it's still the resort.
0: It was really two resorts and one park back then. But
1: I was like, I wonder what piece of equipment there is like the the absolute oldest. Yeah. Like, what's the oldest brick? <laughs>
0: or, or what was the first monorail was, beam put in?
1: Yeah. What was the very first thing put up? We know the very first attraction finished, but what was the very first, like, thing that they started, I wonder? That's a good mm-hmm. question. I don't know. Somebody knows the answer somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. Bob Gurl will claim he does, whether he does or not.
0: <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> so starting October 1st, 2021, 50th anniversary, Two fireworks shows are going to debut. Harmonious at Epcot is going to debut, along with Ratatouille opening. So there's a lot of reasons to go see uh, Epcot on October 1st. But the new nighttime spectacular at Magic Kingdom called Disney Enchantment, I believe is the name of the show, is going to debut October 1st. And this made Jason very sad because he loves Happily Ever After.
1: Well, they frequently change up the nighttime fireworks. I don't think, until recent memory, though, people really didn't care as much. I guess in the past, when they changed yeah. it, they were just because they knew there were still going to be some sort of fireworks at nighttime, and that's all that mattered. Right, it didn't matter what it was. Yeah. I think now we've gotten into an era where people are get emotionally attached to the the actual ones like there was a lot of people that missed wishes oh yeah yeah i remember it uh, was when people were very so, upset
0: that wishes went ending yeah. but then i think happily ever after quickly put some most people at ease about that but
1: i think this is one of the fastest i've ever changed it though if yeah. this is
0: no i mean this doesn't mean that this show is going to be the show forever right i mean don't you think how happily ever after would come back
1: I don't know that for a fact. I mean, it doesn't mean it, but I mean, it's, you know, harmonious is permanent and it's starting on the first of course. It hasn't been changed. I've gotten like, has like the longest tenured, uh, nighttime show like ever, I think other yeah, than the, yeah. the electric water pageant.
0: Right. Right. Looking at the concept art, they're, they're doing projections on the main street buildings and the castle of solid gold. This is a 50th anniversary show. So my guess is after the 15 months Or I think it's, isn't it 15? I think it's 15 months celebration. It'll go back to happily ever after. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, I think Disney has pretty much beaten a dead horse when it comes to projection mapping. (laughs) Similar to what Universal did with screens for a while there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. Everything was a screen.
1: Don't get, I mean, projection mapping is good when used right. I mean, you don't have to use it for everything.
0: Let's say just wait till Ratatouille opens if you want to see screens. That whole ride is just basically screens except for a couple of scenes.
1: Well, that's a combination of them? I mean, it was—it's a screen-based ride. I get it. To be honest, talking about screen-based rides, what I what I would consider—I've only seen it on YouTube thus far. But you've have you seen the you know the Secret Life of Pets ride that's out at Universal Studios Hollywood?
0: No. Mm.
1: Go on YouTube and watch that experience that ride. I'm like that is what I refer to as the perfect combination of screens and animatronics. Oh, okay. That is the type, This that's the type of experience I want to see people aiming for nowadays. I see. I was like, just, just go to give it a look and just watch the whole thing through. Even the queue. I mean, the whole thing is like, whoever came up with that concept and is responsible for that one knew what they were doing. It's very impressive.
0: Okay. All right. Well, back to the 50th anniversary stuff. Okay. Animal Kingdom is going to get a new daytime show because they keep closing at 7 p.m. every night. the new daytime show called Disney Kite Tales. So basically all the jet skis that used to be for Epcot Forever have moved over to Animal Kingdom, and they repurposed the kites to like Mufasa and Zazu and some other characters it looks like. They found a way to make use of
1: the stuff Kite that they never really got to use. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which, another show that is probably going to be short-lived because no one's going to care too much about this, probably.
1: For whatever reason, the Animal Kingdom doesn't really... It's a day park for the most part, even though, except for like we talked about last week, how Pandora really does look good at night. That's about the only area that looks good at night for the most part. Yeah. Everything else is a day park. or about it as a day park, and I don't think people want to hang around for another firework show or any kind of a nighttime show truthfully no i will say the projection mapping that they did on the tree of life was very good mm-hmm. it's one of the better projection mappings truthfully it is pretty
0: good yeah so here's another thing that's coming what do you think of these beacons of magic they call them that are going to be on the park icons at each park at night so we knew spaceship earth has the little lights put on it so they're going to like twinkle at night. But it looks like the castle, Magic Kingdom, is going to also have some lights that will just sort of twinkle here and there on like the little jewels or whatever. But the one at Animal Kingdom looks really cool because the Tree of Life, it looks like there's going to be like little fireflies and stuff in the tree at night. Oh, yeah. So that looks cool. But at Hollywood Studios, the, of course, Tower of Terror is going to have some sort of twinkling lights, which, like, what? It looks a little strange to Uh, me. But...
1: uh, Tinkerbell came by. Yeah. (laughs) Flew over the tower.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it's just because lightning hit it, uh, there's some extra little sparks. Sparks. flying off of it. Sparks are flying. (laughs) That's what they're going to make it look like. (laughs) It's hard to tell. Sparks fly. There's going to be 50 5.0 character statues across all four... Theme parks. I believe hmm. the majority will be at Magic Kingdom, but I forgot how many. I think at least like 30 of them or 25 of them are going to be at Magic Kingdom, something like that. But so, the rest will be at the other four, three parks. If I had to guess, hmm. how many are going to be at Magic Kingdom? I think they said at least 25 or 30. I can't remember. The majority of them are at Magic Kingdom from what I understood. Okay. So let's
1: just say it's 25, then they have 25 more to spread out amongst uh, the other three parks. Right. So uh, I guess like I would say the next majority probably would go to Epcot because they would probably decide to do it at each country, maybe. Yeah, if they there's a character. Have a character, character yeah. themed to that country.
0: I mean, they already do that for, like, the flower and garden with the topiary, so it's just replacing those with statues. Kind of.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they could do that to most of the countries anyway, maybe not all of them they could find they they would do ones that fit in each park i would think right so yeah.
0: that's that's what i would think they would do so i'm like um, yeah, okay i mean this is okay but again very minor they addition could,
1: they could put moana or maui just outside of the construction of the journey of
0: water they could do okay. that uh, they could i guess so I, I, I did misspeak earlier about the length of the celebration. It's uh, 18 months, not 15 months.
1: There you go. Yeah. It's a year and a half.
0: So it's a little longer. and So that's a long time to go without happily ever after. So <laughs> hopefully it will come back. You're right, maybe they will just change it after. It's been so long, people have forgotten about it.
1: Let's see, how long was it that they remember the magic parade kept going?
0: I don't know. They kept using parts of it for forever. Remember like. I feel like they measure. still use parts of it <laughs> oh, that float.
1: Well I remember that song though starting up it was like what it was still that parade in ninety nine when we went. Yeah. And that was almost it was approaching it was approaching three years from the <laughs> right the twenty fifth anniversary. Right. From the beginning of it anyway. Yeah. You?
0: So the, the characters are also going to get new costumes. They're basically this sort of bluish, gold-trimmed, I don't know, paint, painted-looking outfits with gold shoes. Mickey and Minnie have gold shoes. And Minnie has a gold bow. There's 50th Anniversary Cupcakes, which I'm sure will be, you know, like $8 a, a piece or, or something. Very minor stuff. What stands out from all these things? I guess the fireworks is really the only thing.
1: From all the original plans that they had for the 50th, starting anyway, starting with the 50th, unfortunately due to COVID, they ended up having to delay some of those things Grab that they had hoped to have open right. by then as well. So I think they're trying to fill it with as much as they possibly can. And that's why they're waiting until October 1st for a lot of these things that they probably would normally go ahead and do.
0: Right. Uh, ahead of time, wise. yeah. And Ratatouille was supposed to be open, you know, like right after COVID hit. So they just decided, this is the closest ride we have to, let's just wait and make this our 50th anniversary debut attraction.
1: See, if if everything had gone according to plan, they probably would have been talking about, you know, opening Tron around this time period. I think Tron would have been...
0: Yeah, Yeah. very close to... uh,
1: Even Guardians might have been right at the verge of opening. It might have have been been, quite that close, but it would
0: have been closer than it is now, that's for sure. Yeah, would have been nice to see. Well, let's take a trip back in time to 1971. We don't have to go to October 1st, necessarily. You know, I was thinking about this. If you could go back in time, would you go back to October 1, to the actual opening day but for me personally, I think I would go back to October 25th when Roy did the dedication.
1: If I could go back in time to Disney.
0: Yeah. Like what date would you go back to? You uh, could spend the day. My
1: most desirable date would probably be somewhere around. <laughs> in the eighties. Uh, not even that really, because I want to make sure certain things were there. Let's say, we'd even say uh, all in 1990 maybe, or somewhere in that range. Cause Epcot, Epcot would be in its, prime pretty much at that point
0: the original epcot before everything changed
1: yeah the original epcot would be in its prime pretty much at that point i don't think anything major had closed at that point i don't not that i can think of because it had only been open like eight years
0: well let's let's narrow this down to if you could only go during october of 1971 what date would you choose
1: i'll wait till the halloween <laughs> yet yeah. To be quite honest, the very first day of a brand new
0: park is really not the best day. No, it's usually fanfare and stuff like that, and you don't really get to do much.
1: And like the only one that we were there at the very at the opening stages of it, pretty much not long after the opening month, anyway. Opening after it had just been open like a week or two that when Disney GM Studios. MGM Studios, yeah, MGM Studios yeah. And it was, you know, it, like we had mentioned at one point in time, it's, it only had four attractions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of left there thinking, you know, I don't know when I want to come back to this park, and we really didn't for quite some time. Yeah. So,
0: Although they did add a lot of cool stuff over the, the time between. Yeah, during that visits, time period. There yeah. was some cool stuff that we missed. But
1: So, they, yeah, the Star Tours opened not long after, the stunt show opened not long
0: after. Yeah, and then the Rocketeer thing, I wish I could have seen that. That would have been cool. The The Ninja Turtles came around. Yeah, that would have been cool. Dick Tracy had a show. Right. Yeah, we missed (laughs) some cool stuff that we didn't didn't get to see, but... Right. Oh, well. All right, back to 1971. Sorry. So the attractions, what would you go to first if you were rope-dropping Magic Kingdom back in
1: 1971? What would I rope drop? Uh, I'm trying to remember what all there is there in 1971. Let's see. We've got Tiki Room. We've got Jungle Cruise, right?
0: Yeah. Which Tiki Room was called, um, what was it called? Tropical Serenade. Tropical Serenade, yeah.
1: Let's see. There was no thunder. There was no splash. There was bears, right? Or were they not there yet? Bear, Country bears? Yeah,
0: was there. So uh, let me just list the name in alphabetical order of... So Country Bear, Jamboree, Dumbo, the Frontierland Shooting Arcade... Hall of Presidents, Haunted Mansion, It's a Small World, Jungle Cruise, Mad Tea Party, the Main Street Vehicles, <laughs> uh, Peter Pan's Flight, Prince Charming Regal Carousel, which I don't think it was called that back then, Snow White Scary Adventure, Swiss Family Treehouse. Did I say Mr. toes well Ride? Wasn't that one of them? Not yet. Tomorrowland Speedway.
1: So for me, it's... Okay, I'm sorry. Did you finish?
0: Well, the Liberty Square Riverboat would have been open by then and 20,000 leagues under the sea as well.
1: I think for me, I would probably, we're talking first time ever visiting the park. Here's the thing. First time ever visiting the park, you might just go to whatever you can get to first, probably. Right. But if I'm thinking about the list of attractions, I'm probably going to Mansion first, either that or Mr. Toad. One That would be the top two choices out of
0: the ones yeah. listed for me. Right. I forgot to mention uh, Mickey Mouse Review as well. Right, that's one I would have wanted to see pretty quickly, and uh, the Mike Fink Killboats. Right, yeah, were there. So, so if you had a ticket book, uh, this is funny to think about t- in today's world. The uh, e-ticket rides uh, back in 1971. Jungle Cruise makes sense. Tropical Serenade was an e-ticket. <laughs> back then which also makes sense because of how most people probably knew of the tiki room at Disneyland or or saw the stuff on TV so it was probably a popular one Uh, haunted mansion makes sense Uh, it's a small world which today nobody would ever consider an e ticket of course I don't know but
1: small world actually has some you know pretty good weights yeah, I mean, but again, saying. back
0: then you got to think it was very shortly after. It's still pretty what six years after the World's Fair ended, so yeah, it it was probably still in a lot of people's minds from East Coast. So they probably anticipated that being a
1: and it was a Walt idea,
0: right? Yeah, a Walt ride. Yeah, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea was also an e-ticket, and Mickey Mouse Review was an e-ticket for a year. And it looks like. It was, or sometime in 1972, downgraded to a D ticket. See, no, and 20,000 Leagues
1: was, you got to remember, it was an original because um, the submarine ride in Disneyland was not themed to 20,000 Leagues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the boat, the submarines weren't the Nautilus. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Obviously. Um, So, yeah, that one, I probably would have, maybe I would have roped that or mickey mouse review i don't know if i would rope mickey mouse review because it wouldn't have been a, a right it wouldn't have forth, been a need to it to rope yeah it. as far as i need twenty thousand leagues probably yeah it
1: yeah, so probably wouldn't be a need to rope any of these really back then yeah back then uh, probably not
0: yeah you'd probably get there way before everybody else yeah i wonder if you could ride the wave back then
1: <laughs> did the wave <laughs> exist <laughs>
0: No. Well, they probably had a restaurant there.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it was called The Wave, though.
0: Definitely I don't not. I don't know what it was called back then. So an adult admission would set you back $3.50, and the ticket book was $4.40, and you got a seven adventure magic ticket book, seven attractions. It's kind of interesting. So, that definitely spread the crowd out. <laughs>
1: So, it only, you only had seven attractions, but did you have the option to buy more?
0: Yeah, there was an eleven adventure book for five dollars and seventy-five cents, which contained one A, two no one A, one B, two C, three D, and four E ticket tickets.
1: So, I pretty much included everything at least once, probably. Or, well, I don't know. There might have been more A's than just the one.
0: Looks like the only A tickets back then were main street vehicles you could also pay 10 cents so you didn't necessarily need an a ticket you could also pay 10 cents
1: so it was the they had the dime car not the nickel car the red car for a nickel
0: uh b ticket was main street cinema but you could also pay 25 cents to get on it to see it which again i think didn't they just show like steamboat willie (laughs)
1: Oh, really? I kind of think so. I think that that's all it's... Maybe it showed different stuff back in, and then.
0: Interesting. Swiss Family Treehouse was also a B ticket, or you could pay 25 cents.
1: You know, something I just recently saw re- regarding Swiss Family Treehouse that I didn't remember, and maybe they took it away before I was able to remember, but that they had lit torches around it, around the, the bottom grounds back in the early 70s. That
0: makes sense, because they did that at Poly too, right, back then still, so... Yeah, but
1: I was trying to think of the relation with the treehouse. I was like, maybe there was something in the movie that made sense with that that I don't recall. But I know they don't do it now. I mean, I've never seen it in in today's world. Yeah, that's a good question.
0: So another B ticket would be the keelboats. You could also pay 25 cents for those. The shooting gallery was was a B ticket as well, so... And let's see, Fantasyland, I don't see any B tickets there, but the carousel was an A ticket. So there was Main Street Vehicles or the carousel.
1: And do all of these have a pay at at the uh, attraction option or just some of them?
0: It looks like according to what I'm looking at, yes, you could have uh, paid a price. Like Jungle Cruise, it says an E ticket or $0.80 for a junior, $0.90 for an adult. I see. So again, I guess you paid at the entrance of the ride if you didn't have, or you put your, gave your ticket or your, uh, payment <laughs> at the entrance of the ride, I'm assuming. Yeah. So That's
1: to ride something cool. multiple times, it probably could cost you a pretty good bit.
0: Yeah. When you add all these up, um, it's like the ticket, the ticket we pay today is actually not that bad. If <laughs> yeah. You uh, think about it, <laughs> they have a lot more attractions now too yeah which means you would pay a lot more if you paid per ride today, I think that would I don't
1: know. it would be more than eighty cents too yes, a lot more. What do you think they would charge if they charge per the ride?
0: I don't know like five bucks or ten bucks depending on the ride something like that five five dollars a ride, ten dollars
1: what do you think they would charge for rides?
0: like twenty dollars <laughs> i don't know. <laughs> and then, as soon as you paid, they're like, There's no guarantee you're going to get to ride this. So, we don't, <laughs> and you can't get your money back. Uh, That's probably what they would do. I'm glad they don't do ticket books. It's just way more complicated.
1: Well, as you can see, it was short lived. Well, as far as Walt Disney World goes, it was short lived.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it lasted. Uh, I, uh, I guess it looks like somewhere around 1980, 1981 or so. I don't exactly when it stopped but yeah
1: like i say approximately a decade but they have been doing it at disneyland since it opened so yeah
0: i know when we talked to our moms they remembered the ticket books and everything but we grew up not uh having to deal with those
1: nope i don't even remember i never saw a ticket book that i recall i feel like my dad had an old ticket book that i but i think I i mean i remember seeing one i don't remember ever having like it being
0: used let's put it that way Right, right, yeah. Not like an empty ticket book, yeah.
1: I remember the real, I've had some really old tickets from back then, the different methods that they used to scan them or mark them or what have you back in that day.
0: Yeah, I still remember seeing a paper, a paper ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. when I was growing up, uh, mostly, I remember the credit card style, but they were always different. Everything was different.
1: Yeah, I don't remember when the keto to the world became a thing, but I want to say uh, late 90s.
0: Yeah, and there was somewhere in there, yeah. And I remember the room keys used to have the weird holes in it. It was like the plastic card with the the holes in it.
1: Some of them did, yeah. The punch,
0: punch holes in it, you know, yeah. room keys. Tomorrowland back then was pretty much like almost non-existent. <laughs> the Speedway was the only ride you could do. I was say it was the land
1: of the future still.
0: Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and eventually they had what flight to the moon and or no, mission flight to Mars the, was didn't, it? Didn't didn't flight or to the
1: Ma- moon open? It didn't open on an opening day.
0: I don't no. see it listed here in the first no. book. Well, I
1: mean, because they already had a flight to the moon in Disneyland, and they brought it very briefly as flight to the moon at Disney World, and then it changed to flight to our mission to Mars. I think partially because by the time they brought it to Walt Disney World, they, one of the reasons why Flight to the Moon was short-lived is because we had already been to the Moon at that point. We, in
0: fact, by 1972, we had never been back since, right?
1: Right, right. So, so they decided to say mission to Mars. And I guess now that we're doing that, what are we gonna what, what planet are we going to do
0: after Jupiter? After maybe Mars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it says it opened December 24th, 1971, as Flight to the Moon. There you go. And yeah, it was early days. June 7th, 1975, it was Mission to Mars. Yeah. And then it closed in 1993 to become Alien Encounter, I believe, right? After that, wasn't it? Yep, yep. And then Stitch took over, and now it's nothing.
1: Now it's in need of something new.
0: Would you have done Hall of Presidents? Because that was... That was one that was very unique back then for sure.
1: Well, it was the same show for a really long time. Yeah. Well they made a few adjustments to it and of course they I can't even remember when they started did they start adding the presidents uh every time? Just just I mean obviously they didn't have a speaking role, but I think they started adding it every time from the beginning, right?
0: Yeah. So What was it? George W. Bush was the first speaking one? Or was it no, Clinton. it was Bill Clinton. It was Clinton. Okay, that has a speaking role. Yeah. Yep, so Clinton was the, was the first one that did the He survival. was the
1: he was the one in which they started that tradition. Also the last person that I saw in person in the Hall of
0: Presidents. <laughs> right.
1: That's the last time I've been in the Hall of Presidents it was 1994. I don't know. It's just just the way it works out. I just never had a desire to go go in there. Yeah, it's it's not a, <laughs> it's an, you know.
0: It's okay. Yeah. Nowadays, shows are not what people want, mostly out of theme parks. So there was a time where shows were like a big deal, as you can see. I mean, look at 1971. There was five or six shows that were very popular. Country Bear Jamboree, the Tropical Serenade, the Hall of Presidents.
1: Country Bears Country Bear still to gosh. this day
0: actually holds a pretty good audience overall. I mean, yeah, I think it does. I mean, it's a small theater, but... It still draws some somewhat of a crowd, so mm-hmm. I think it's, it's worth keeping th- around.
1: It's still a draw.
0: You know how I feel about it? <laughs> Let's see. What else really quickly? The canoes, Explorer Canoes, would have been a sea ticket. Probably would have done that because that's a, that was a short-lived thing at yeah, never, Disney World.
1: I never did do those. It had I to be a certain did.
0: age or something also back then. I can imagine because you could fall out and get eaten by a gator. At <laughs> Disney well, World, it's little think, different. I
1: didn't think about that then, but I mean, they no, they certainly didn't. Falling into the lake,
0: man-made lake. Dumbo was a C ticket or fifty cents. Peter Pan's flight was a C ticket. I imagine that one would be more of at least a D ticket today. You would consider, right? Because of how uh, long the line gets. Yeah. At least a D. I think it would be an E ticket in today's world, truthfully, but it I might don't. be. Yeah. Snow White was a C ticket or fifty cents. Mister Toad was also a C ticket or fifty cents. The teacups were also a C ticket when hmm. they were oh, also I un- uncovered. I think Grand Prix Raceway was a C ticket, aka you know Tomorrowland Speedway.
1: Can you imma- Can you imagine the teacups uncovered in Central Florida?
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. It would it would be shoveling out uh, water from inside the teacups. Yeah,
1: there's that, and then there's also, like, the, the sun beating down on you, not only while you're waiting in line, but
0: also while you're riding it. Right, so you're either sunburned or covered, drowned. like, dr- drowned in water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it took them a couple of years to cover it, too, which is weird.
1: Well, you know, the one in uh, Disneyland is still outdoors, but it's got, like, some, like, natural growth, I guess, on it now compared to what it used to.
0: Well, it rains so little.
1: Yeah, it's kind of neat having that outdoor experience. I mean, I think it works good for Disneyland still. I don't need to
0: cover it. No, there's no need to cover it. Let's see. The Skyway was a D ticket or 75 cents. So if you rode Sky Buckets, you had to pay 75 cents. If you didn't have a D ticket available. And now you can
1: just ride the Skyliner for free.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the only other Fantasyland attraction that was a D ticket was the Skyway back to Tomorrowland.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Uh,
0: The Admiral Joe Fowler, which was the riverboat, was a D ticket. And the Hall of Presidents was a D ticket. But it was upgraded to an E in 1972.
1: The Hall of Presidents was upgraded to an E?
0: Yeah, it was a D ticket, but changed to an E in 1972. I guess it was popular.
1: I cannot imagine Hall of Presidents being an E. And yet, Tiki Room Tropical Serenade dropped from an E. E right. to
0: a D, yeah. It did. Uh-huh. E to a D in 1972. Uh, Country Bear Jamboree was a D ticket, but it was upgraded to an E in 1972 because of its popularity. I imagine they were they didn't know how popular it would be, so that's why they settled on D to start with. Uh, pro-
1: possibly. I Presented think. by Pepsi Cola.
0: <laughs> the railroad was a D ticket, which only had what one stop back. Then? <laughs> no, it had two. Fe- it had Frontierland. Frontier yeah, even though there was, was nothing it? back there. No,
1: one thing I did not realize. I always assumed that they built the frontier that they built Splash Mountain around the Frontierland station, but they actually moved it slightly. Yeah. Whenever they built Splash.
0: Because wasn't the station basically where the parade route comes out now? The old station was somewhere in that area. Pretty close. And now it's over between Thunder and Splash. Yeah, they Thunder moved Splash. it up. And let's see, the Swan Boats didn't open, I guess, until like 1973 or something, I think. Along with Pirates and stuff. So Short-lived. That I, I lasted, what, 10 years?
1: Did it last that long? Huh.
0: I think it, early 80s, sometime in the early 80s. I think it was 83.
1: That's, that's longer than I would have thought.
0: All right. Well, that was a, a look back at what you could have done 50 years ago. There's definitely a yeah. lot uh, more to do today.
1: Yeah, if I still could go back in time, I would still go back to the Epcot's glory days. Whichever
0: one. Yeah, if you could pick any time in the last 50 years, yeah. yeah. Probably that's... sometime in the 90s, you're right. Early 90s would, would have been like cuz you would still sweet. have
1: you would still have that taste of Epcot's glory days but if you would also have you know the studios would be open and most of the good stuff would be open or
0: the good <laughs> stuff at the time you yeah. know that sort of thing that would be pre tower and rock and roller coaster but
1: right but see Epcot started making changes 93-4,
0: something
1: Yeah, f- it was really around that because it was it would be before the tower was open, so I can't go as far as when the tower is open because it would take away things like uh, Kitchen Cabaret yeah. would have already been gone. So I can't go that far.
0: In forward. World of Motion, did that close in 94 or no?
1: No, World of Motion... 94. Let's see, Test Track was scheduled to open in 96, so it oh, It closed sometime between 94 and 96. I don't know exactly when. But I know it was still open in 94 because we went on it in
0: 94. Okay. What well, closed in 94? Something major. Oh, that was um, 20,000 leaks uh, closed in 94. Yeah, that too. So, yeah. So, you have a lot. Early, like, 93 would have been a good time to go, I guess.
1: Right, early, early '90s. As long as you made it before the middle of the year of the decade, I mean, it would have been a good time to to go back to in my opinion.
0: So we should pose that to our listeners. What if you could go back to any time in the last fifty years? What would you pick? What yeah, year would you there pick? There you go. You could go back to a Disney era. What year would you pick,
1: and why? See, I'm gonna have to. If, if I was gonna narrow mine down, I'm gonna have to look to see what year would what what would have been open and you know what's where's the sweet spot
0: (laughs) yeah there's got to be like a a month or two like you could pinpoint like that year that month
1: it's like on this day all this this and this would have been open already
0: all right we'll get back to us on that and in the meantime you can visit our website which is travelingwiththemouse.com and you can visit there and check out the links to all the things that we have available to you blog posts as well and you can email us podcast at traveling with
1: com. and you can find us on social media on Facebook Twitter and Instagram that is all at TWTM podcast we have a spreadsheet store in which you can find your exclusive TWTM merchandise including the rafts or ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. You can search for TWTM
0: podcast. So for John and myself, this has been traveling with the mouse and we will see you on our next trip. Dream big princess, but be realistic.